Hi guys, it's just Matt here doing a little bit of editing to the podcast you're about to listen to. Um, But before we go any further, I have a certain someone who just wants to say uh, a couple of words to you. Um, That is because my lovely, beautiful other half, Rebecca, decided to set the fire alarm off uh, during the recording of this podcast. So just if you could just quickly. Hi guys, Uh, I'm sorry. I was cooking my stir fry and the fire alarm went off. Um, But yeah, I do hope you enjoy the podcast. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. On the show this time around, I've got the excellent band Bearings on the show. I sat down with frontman Doug for a little chat all about their brand new record, The Best Part About Being Human, um, and it's out on the 18th of August make sure you go and check it out is uh, it's a great record if you like a fan of kind of the new school of kind of pop punk uh it's super fun super summer vibes really really good record this one and um it comes on the back of the success that is their 2020 record hello it's you um and it's just really really good it's a really really good uh, podcast this one is really good um it's a really good record and um, yeah, at the very start of this podcast, um, basically Rebecca, my other half, uh, sets the fire alarm off. It creates one of the fucking, probably the funniest things that's happened to this podcast in ages. So uh, that's always fun. Uh, and this podcast is super chaotic. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope, it, I hope um, Doug had as much fun as I did recording it. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy the record. We hope you enjoy everything. Enjoy, 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 basically. Um, if you would like to help support the show financially, you can over at patreon.com forward slash nevermindpollypodcast. Uh, you can share our shit all over your social media and stuff like that. We're all over there. Um, and I want to do a massive thank you to you guys for listening to the last previous couple of episodes. Um, the B. Dolan episode went down fantastically. The Haken episode went down fantastically. I've also recorded with um, Mark Hudson, the, the singer of Dragon Force, recently. I sat down with Nikki of Blood Command. There is lots of stuff happening in the pipeline that you'll be hearing uh, very, very soon. So if you can, go and tell a friend uh, and share us about that. would be amazing. But uh, until then, listen to this conversation with the excellent bearings. See you on the other side. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week, we are chatting to the fucking excellent bearings. I've got Doug on the line. How are you doing, sir? How's things? Hey, how's it going? Things are good. Things are good. Um, you know, just taking it easy. It's summer. Absolutely. You know, working, where, where golfing. As I would say, are you based in Can- Canada? Canada? Is it Canadian? Have I got that right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. We're Canadian. Bearings yeah. is, uh, we're like Toronto. I live, I live around Toronto. For sure. For sure. That's the thing. I think you are only probably maybe the second uh, Canadian based band. I, I spoke to um, Liam from Cancerbats a while back and I. My God, sorry. My That's all right. I'm so sorry. All right. Um, no, you're good. My other, you're half, good. my other half just probably burned down my flat. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. 
it happens. You know what? That's all staying in. That we, we don't edit anything in this podcast. That's all staying in. Um, yeah, so let's let's get to it. Um, yeah, as I was saying, you're the second Canadian man I think I've interviewed. So uh yeah, proud to have you as part of the, the Canada uh, arm of the podcast, shall we say. Um <laughs> so yeah. I wanna I wanted to talk about uh, and the reason why we're here is the best part in being human which is a sentence and a fact, but also the name of your new record, which is out on the 18th of August, which is around 10 days as we have this conversation. So my first question is, how are you feeling about the record uh, as it's sort of leading up to coming out? What's what's the mood like in camp at the moment? It's good. I mean, we're all really excited. We feel like it's probably the best record we've written in terms of consistency and kind of keeping with uh, mainly keeping with what we want to play live. I think in the past, it's like we go in and we do kind of whatever we want on the record. And sometimes that stuff that like is a lot of, it's really fun to make, but not, you kind of go to play it live and you're like, ah, it's just not fast enough. <laughs> sure. It's just not, you know what I mean? It's not like, uh, not really like, it doesn't have that that push or that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, all those records are, you know, last two records are great, but we really wanted to make a record that from beginning to end, you know, just goes. And uh, so we're pumped about it. And I'm pumped to play it, kind of get to play some new songs live because we've been playing the, obviously it's been a while since we uh, released a, another record. So it'll be nice yeah. to play some new stuff. Absolutely. And I, I don't want to dive too deep into the record straight away, but there is something I want to give massive props to uh, for the record. The song Ocean Dream, right? Whose yep. idea was it to put the jazz solo in? The, the sax, sax solo. The I sax? was so good. That caught me off guard so much. And I was like, oh, this is so fucking good. Like, it just elevated that whole song. And I was like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we definitely bounced it around in the demo. Mm. It was like um, a friend of mine had, like, spliced, like, spliced around, like, a sampled saxophone to mm. kind of have a like a little fake sax solo there yeah but when it came time to record it we didn't really know you know we're like is that you know are we really going to do that and we experimented mm-hmm. with different ideas of maybe making it just you know a guitar solo mm-hmm. but uh at the end of the day i was like nah, let's just do it let's just get it get it going let's get the sax in there and uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's our guy saxel rose rocking it so nice. it's a killer yeah. solo yeah, it's so good. And that was the thing. It's it's just like, it's one of those just unexpected things you don't expect to find in an alternative rock record and a punk punk record, whatever kind of genre you want to throw at it. Like a saxophone is just something you wouldn't expect. So when it came, I was like, fucking, here we go. Like all about it. It's well good. I love it. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you can, can you talk me through kind of the writing process, the recording process? How do you find that whole process as a thing versus maybe like playing live? Because some bands thrive playing live and that's pretty predominantly what they do and kind of music is a vehicle to then go and do that stuff or and yeah. some bands kind of use uh you know the the uh, studio time to really hone their craft and make everything pick perfect and everything else how do you find both of those processes i mean i think it's uh you know it's a little bit of both i think i like i really enjoy being in the studio um yeah. in that you're making something new. It's really exciting. And you kind of have to actually think, mm-hmm. um, when you're playing live, especially, you know, you get two weeks into a tour, you're not thinking anymore. Like you're just like, everything is sort of a well-oiled machine at that point. Um, 
but yeah, no, I love being in the studio. It's a lot of fun making a record. Um, but that, like you were saying, it's like, it is a different thing. And that's kind of what I was referring to when I was like this new record, I feel like we can play the whole thing live, you know, beginning to end. And there's a lot of energy there. Yeah. Um, Cause I do think it's like so easy to almost get too creative in the yeah. studio. You know, where it's like, let's add this, let's add that, let's add this. And you're just adding all of this stuff. And you're, you might make a song that you're really proud of in terms of like, artistically, it's really interesting. Maybe it's kind of weird, but you're kind of like, well, I don't really want to play it live. I just, (laughs) you know, like, I love how it sounds on the record. Um, But live, I want, I want, I want energy. I want to, you know, get it going and get people moving. So I think it's kind of, yeah, it's like a, a, trying to find that that balance because I love being in the studio, but I also love when I'm playing live, I want there to be energy. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, get, getting that balance of like still being creative, having all that fun in the studio, but still making it so that it's like when you do go to play it live, you can actually do what you want with it. Absolutely. And I was actually in, in the previous interview, I, I was chatting to um, the Mark Hudson, the vocalist of Dragon Force. And we were talking about um, songs that kind of sometimes become like a noose around your neck. Like you take a look at like Metallica, like Enter Sandman, Mouthsworth. They are like the biggest songs as well. But I reckon they'll probably never admit it, but they go, ah, oh, fuck, do we have to play this song tonight? Because that's the song that people want to hear. But also kind of contrary to that, is there's like you say that like the weird kind of songs that don't quite make sense live that could be a fan's favorite song of yours and then they'll go to yeah. the show and they'll go oh why didn't they play that song and it's like because you as an artist go because it's fucking weird it doesn't make sense to play yeah. it live saying do you kind of find it uh difficult to kind of juxtaposition those two things because you want to write i guess um what i'm trying to say is the ultimate goal of any band is to write a hit you know to to connect with you know everybody and it become massive success and whatever else but also that can sometimes be the noose that hangs you and go oh shit like i i wish this thing wasn't as big as it was so i don't have to play it and you kind of resent it do you have that at all or do you find that at all no i'd, I'd love to have that problem actually yeah. <laughs> um i'd love to be a mill- millionaire i was just looking Malibu, at your face you're you know? kind of like that's that's not a bad problem to have <laughs> yeah it's a pretty good problem to have you know it's five minutes of your night and yeah, you can sure. do whatever you want with the rest of it you know so Absolutely. that's a pretty good problem to have as well though if metallica mm-hmm. i know they got it you know i get it but if they ever do a tour of just saint anger yeah, yeah i'll yeah. be there yeah, absolutely. I, I'm definitely, and this is the thing as well. Um, so people say, um, I, right, so I'm going to fl- float this idea to one other person on the podcast before. So I want to get your opinion as well, right? So I've thought about doing uh, a podcast series or something basically where I take a look at kind of quote unquote albums that are basically people say are rubbish. So like you said, anger, right? Yeah. There's, there's things in some anger that are good. And I believe that. But a lot of people throw a lot of shit at it. And I kind of want to say, like, well, is it a bad record, basically? like, And it kind of, like, is that, yeah, it's a weird thing. I I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. Would would you? Well, yeah. (laughs) It is is a bad record, but that's what makes it so interesting. Because they don't really, you know, we're talking, like, Metallica is one of those bands that has written songs that, like, have spanned generations and, you know, like a great band. And mm-hmm. they did that and it took them like, th- you know, years to do. And yeah. that's what just makes it so interesting because there are so many good ideas. Yeah, but absolutely. it's, it's, you know, it's like seeing like a, 
I, I don't know. Like it's just, it's bizarre, mm-hmm. but that's what makes it interesting to listen to, you know? It's so kind of, I will say this and you don't have to go along with me just because of what I'm going to say. It's kind of like watching a car crash, right? You don't want to look, but also the curiosity in the back of your head goes, you just, you can't help but sort of just turn your head and look. Cause that's the thing. It's like, oh fuck this terrible thing, supposedly terrible thing, but also it's kind of like, that's well, kind of, kind of weird though. And like, how does that all kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind it of is like that. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's like, it's just. <laughs> Because it is, you know, there's so many good ideas there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's, it's just, it's just weird. It's, it's just like, it's not, just weird. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, because I do think some of the songs are actually quite good at their core, but there's just that weird, um, what's, what's that thing where like something's almost human, but it's not quite human and it's kind of weird. Um, like, uh, I know what you there's, mean. The, there's the a name is- for it. Is the only thing that's coming to my head is post-human, but that's that's a bring with horizon EP. But that yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing no, about. like it, know, yeah, I it's like when you... when something it happens in video games where they like try to make it really realistic, yeah, but then sure. it just ends up being creepy, yeah, 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 because it, it's just not quite there. It's yeah. kind of like that, like it's almost there, but it's just so there's something off about it. Yeah, and uh, it makes it interesting. I don't know. I kind of like listening. I probably like listening to it more than any other Metallica record, probably because the other ones are just good. You know, it's oh, yeah, like absolutely. there's nothing that that yeah. wild about any of them. I love that. I love that. So I, I kind of find it interesting to to figure out where people have come from in terms of being a musician and things. So uh, I'm not going <laughs> to ask ask your age or anything like that, but you look like a very young gentleman um so I, I kind of want to know your origin story of how you got into into playing music and things like that so how how did that all happen for you uh i was probably like 13 mm-hmm. uh, around that age because i'd been playing um uh, like travel hockey and stuff mm-hmm. you know from when i was like a really small kid which yeah. probably about 13 but it was just kind of too expensive so i ended up dropping down to you know this team that it was still you know you still were on the ice quite a few times a week but it wasn't as much of a time commitment it wasn't as expensive as this other you know playing playing up higher yeah and there were these kids on the team who played who were like playing guitar and we were all hanging out one day and they were all playing guitar and I was like I feel like I could do that like I feel like if they can do that I would like to try it so just kind of like asked for a guitar for my birthday and then um, from there just practiced <laughs> just kept practicing and eventually was like yeah I think I, I want to try and you know do this seriously when I'm a little older and um, just kind of kind of did that but I'd always kind of been making music ever since I was you know very young yeah um, but I didn't know it was just for fun you know I just like jam away on a keyboard or something but I think around 13 is when I started to like actually learn how to play music for sure, for sure. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to, to talk about as well, because we've kind of touched upon it um, in terms of touring live and things, because you guys are going out on tour, on the Live and Loud tour with Just Friends, Youth Fountain and Youth uh, cu- Culture. No, that's not right. Young Culture. Young Culture. I can't even read my Yeah, you, you got young, you got youth. The, you know what? You it's the friends. Fucking, it's the fucking fire alarm that's put me off massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, across the US next month. How's tour prep coming along? How do you kind of prepare for tour? How's that all going? Uh, it's good. I mean, for us, it's pretty chill. I mean, we've mm-hmm. just, 
we kind of have like a, a, a way of, we got a good system going. So it's, we're going to get together, run through the songs a bit. Um, yeah. I'll probably see the guys for, uh, I think on the day the, the record comes out, well, you know, a bunch of us will see each other. Yeah. But for the most part, we just get together for a few days before a tour and, uh, you know, run through the songs. For sure. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see how she goes. Absolutely. I think it's, it'll be fun, especially because it starts with Riot Fest. So, yeah, absolutely. it'll be good to, to kind of jump into a tour that way. And absolutely. it'll be good. Uh, that's the, I, don't, I don't know who's on the, the Riot Fest lineup this year. Is there, is there, are you kind of staying for the whole festival? Is it just the one thing and then you're jumping out again? How's it all working? Yeah, we're just on the, the Friday, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of cool bands on the festival this year. Um, I know the Foo Fighters are playing it. Yeah. Uh, I think Turnstile's in there. So it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask as well, where, and this doesn't have to be a negative thing, so I realize it has negative connotations, this question, but where is the strangest or the weirdest place you've ever played a show? And I know when I say it doesn't have to be negative because the immediate yeah. thing comes to mind, gone, we played in this basement, no one turned up. That's a negative thing. But it can be like kind of mm-hmm. you're playing a show and you're, how the fuck did we end up here? Or this is a strange venue or like something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because honestly, it's been a lot of the weird shows we played were very early on mm-hmm. when we would just kind of play anywhere. For sure. Um, but it's honestly so hard to think of any. Like, I feel like now we we kind of play a lot of the same places i would say playing saskatchewan probably yeah it's just strange because it's saskatchewan and you never think you're gonna play there Wait, um, saskatchewan? sorry am i I'm saskatchewan's not... like a it's a province in canada okay for sure it's, right. it's, it's up there it's up yeah. there and uh and it's oh both times we play there have been at the same place it's at this little college mm-hmm. and it's always chill it's always great um yeah. But it's always different than every other show because it's in this college bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, last time we were there, I just sat there try- like doing a puzzle. Okay, amazing. Like, just out in the, you know, whatever. It's it's not that weird, but it's just strange to be playing Saskatchewan because it's just not a place you really, yeah. you really ever think you're going to go play. And then you're there and it's, but it's good. It's a good place. It's chill. Absolutely. Do you find it, um, do you find it strange or hard tour overseas because that's the thing i know from my own experience of just being a man who loves his home right do you ever kind of kind of kind of those things because touring is you know playing to loads of fans and enjoying yourself and seeing things but also it's being away from home it's being away from from adult life back home how do you find all that i mean it's not too bad we only have really toured overseas once Mm -hmm. um because obviously when we tour the u.s it's just yeah it's, it's just uh, it, yes, we're, yeah. we're attached so yeah, we just yeah, drive yeah, yeah, um, yeah but i mean the one time we did go over to the uk i had a great time um mm. it was a lot of fun uh we haven't really gone back since we're still working on that but in terms of touring in general um it's it's it can be tough um but i think right now because we have had sort of a little break like we haven't really toured this summer yeah I'm, sure. I'm looking forward to uh so kind of getting back out there, especially with the new record, I'm kind of like, let's let's go. Because sometimes I'm I'm burnt out before we even get on the tour. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh man, I'm already tired. We haven't even got we haven't played a show yet. 
Absolutely. So, but I think this time around, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm like ready. Yeah. Well, that's the thing as well. I've, a lot of a lot of um, interviews I've done over over the years and things have said the similar thing of being a band is not just being the guitarist, the singer, the vocalist, the drummer, whatever it may be, because it's a lot of like the admin stuff that comes with bands that people just don't think about and don't see. Does that, yeah. does that kind of burn you out or bum you out or kind of make you just feel like, oh, this is a lot. Like, I just want to play music. I don't want to have to deal with my tax returns and whatever else. Yeah, like, well, that that part sucks. Yeah, stuff like that always stresses me out because I don't know what the hell's going on because <laughs> um, I'm not like great with, you know, a lot of that stuff. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what, what the deal with this is. And I, I guess that's what's stressful is I don't really know how to, what is going on sometimes with so, um, some of the, the business side of stuff. I'm just like praying to God that everyone, <laughs> that everything's being done correctly and I don't end up going to jail or something, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is tough. Like I do find um, just, you know, some of the things you kind of have to do when whether you're on tour or whether it's you know even sound checking is like uh <laughs> not usually a very fun experience it's like it's you know you're kind of like especially as a singer like i don't have anything to set up i'm just yeah, like yeah. i'm like should i be out there should i be yeah what should yeah, i do <laughs> like i just kind of sit around for like an hour um but i can't leave or go anywhere because when everything is ready i gotta be like ready to do ready to go yeah. um and then the drives. I mean, the dr- honestly, the worst part of playing music is just the drives. That's it. This is just being stuck in a vehicle is the worst part. This is something that I um, so my brain cannot compute the size of America and Canada and that that whole part of the world. Like because I'm from the UK, I've lived in the same tiny little fucking town my entire existence of thirty years of being on Earth. Right. So the thought of people like driving for fucking eight hours across America or Canada. And they've not seen two towns in that time. Fucking yeah. just blows my mind. But in yeah. eight hours in the UK, I can go from, from my house to like the tip of Scotland in eight hours. Yeah. That's well, that's like, what was, you know, that's mental. How yeah. fast it is, you know, that's what was so great about touring the UK though, is it's like, it was so chill. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was like every day. I mean, the drives were pretty short. Mm-hmm. You'd be in a new place. And oftentimes the culture and the vibe of that new place you know you go from ireland Mm -hmm. you know and you're on tour and you're playing all these different places and you end up in paris or you end up in uh belgium or whatever like all those places are so different Mm -hmm. you know and so whereas when you're touring the u.s it's or even like canada it's like there's differences but it's not you know you're pretty much seeing the same thing all you know every drive is kind of the same it's gas stations and fields and then you're in a city and that city is more or less quite similar to the last city you were in and it's you're just kind of you know but once you get out like once i'm out of the vehicle i'm chilling i have a great time but just sitting in that vehicle for like eight hours yeah you know and just and just like bored out of your mind you know is is like the uh probably the toughest part because you're not if we had maybe if we had a vehicle where everyone had their own room Mm. and i could just like play video games and hang out it'd be different but you're like surrounded by everybody all the time and you don't really get a moment to yourself and you're kind of just like dude get me out of this thing (laughs) get me out of this vehicle 
<laughs> love that um i've got a couple of final questions because i am really short on time today because i've got you're the middle part you're the middle interview of an interview sandwich i've got one directly after you so I've, i'm trying to mind my time and things so i'm going to make this nice and quick for you so cool. question i have asked every uh, artist and guest in 2023 is if uh so you've got to, got to buy into the question a little bit right so yeah. when spotify buys this podcast and i've got all that lovely spotify money I'm going to create my own festival, right? And Bearings is invited along with every other band to be on, on the show. And I would like to know, what would you like to add to the rider of the festival? Now, the thing is with this, there is no financial limitations. You can have whatever you want. And there's also no like uh, construction limitation or anything like that. You could have anything. So to give you a couple of examples, I had uh, Andy from Therapy who said, I just want like clean socks, clean underwear, just clean clothes, like all the basic necessities. All the way up to people saying, we want like fucking like a whole theme park on site. We need like sauna, jacuzzi. And then it goes like really, like really specific and go like, we want like this red water, this red wine from this Italian region in Italy. And they make like five bottles of it every like six years or something stupid. What would you like to add? So Spotify mm. is running this? No, no, Spotify are just buying the podcast, giving me the money. Like Spotify giving is, you the money. And they're fronting the podcast essentially. So uh, I was gonna I was gonna try and fleece a deal there for higher stream rates, but um <laughs> You've sold, I was yeah, gonna, that, that I was gonna say I, I want a dollar per stream on my rider. <laughs> and I know that's I mean, not how it works, but I'm just gonna put it on there to see what happens. I think, um, I think you could definitely do better than a dollar. Like I don't know yeah. what the exchange rate is, but a dollar doesn't seem like a lot for the amount of well, money. Well, right now it's less than a cent per stream. So a dollar would be a thousand times more than... All right, we'll take a dollar. Yeah, what, yeah a dollar would be great. Because a dollar, <laughs> that means if a song... Uh, oh, I don't know how it all works out. But anyways, that's not the point. Yeah. Um, if I had to put something on the rider, I'd probably get an... Uh, I'd, I'd ask for an ice rink amazing yeah nice i'd ask for right. just an it doesn't need to be big it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be huge but just yeah. a little you know like a decent little sized pad of ice yeah um obviously that could be an issue if it's hot out but they'll figure it out i mean you yeah. know spotify they got the money <laughs> just like a little pad of ice where i can just you know skate around and uh you know absolutely i love just that play, I love just that. skate around a little bit and play a little bit of hockey you, that's the thing are you doing it pre or post show because that's the thing you don't want to get like injured pre-show that's the only thing i'm thinking uh i'm not gonna get injured uh, i'm not gonna get injured either that go. or i want the festival to mm. be nine stages yep uh, and you have to it's a nine hole golf course and you have to golf to each stage i love that i love that that's excellent every nice. every hole has a different stage with a different band playing on it amazing so it's kind of like the uh so hellfest have a similar thing where they've just got fucking every band on their lineup and every fucking stage for every artist and yeah yeah amazing stuff. love that um thank you so much doug for your time i know this has been a short and sweet one but i i've got a dash i do apologize but i do want to just say the, the best part of it the best part about being human is out everywhere as people listen to this is there anything you want to say to the people listening and watching at home I just want to say, go stream it. Come out uh, if you if you're in North America. Mm -hmm. Grab some tickets to the headline tour, um, co-headline, yeah, tour. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see some of you guys there. And and I would like to thank 
you for for having me on here i say i apologize for the absolute carnage at the start of this podcast my, my other half it's all good burned out my flat but anyway right enjoy the rest of your day sir uh and what drink are you drinking by the way i'm just curious it's uh it's a bubbly a bubbly a boo- nice a buble a bu- <laughs> okay, michael so buble endorsed these for a while i'm gonna make this my one guy. little joke before we go uh and basically whenever you have so i work in a pub right and whenever you have champagne or, or thing you have to say a little bit of bubbly like in that in that stone and that tile so there we go and that's your little yeah bit of <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> lovely thank you so much mate we'll see you very soon peace and love